your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. All right, episode 149 of the Talking Power podcast, and I'm joined. The three of us are back together. I'm Nick DeChamber, your host, co-hosted over there by Simon Gonzo Travellini and Todd Brentworth. You're back. Yeah. It's good it to feels see like you back. it's been a while again. It's been Since the three of us have been together. Yes, it has. It's been a while. It's been quite some time. I'm trying to think. I think it was May. Wow. Yeah, okay. May or June. Possibly. There you Something go. Like that. Yeah. yeah, actually it would have been, yeah. I did an episode with you. I've done a few episodes with Simon, but the three of us haven't been no. together for some time, so that's all good. We're here now. Yeah. You okay? Yeah, I'm I'm back. Had the spicy spicy cough. You're recovered? Yeah. I'm I was lucky, I'm two weeks in and out, done. I'm looking over at Gons who's still <laughs> No, this is not COVID. This is what when you have children, what they bring home from the uh, daycare centre oh, okay. from school. <laughs> Fair enough. Some oh, enough. you see the kids there and they've got like nose candles and they're licking each other. And, <laughs> some you mon- know. monkey childcare pots you've got, is it? Is that what you've got or something like that? It's, it's some horrid <laughs> cough. I think it's like three or four different strains of something. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that they were looking for where COVID started and they were looking at the wet markets. I guarantee it was a childcare centre. <laughs> Guaranteed. Anyway. How'd you guys, you guys have a uh, great weekend? Did you guys get to catch the grand final at all? I know this is a motorsport and motoring podcast, but, I, you know, I like my footy, so... You know, um, <coughs> pardon me, we were, we were down south mm. for the, the weekend. We, uh, I had Friday off. A lot of disgruntled customers at <laughs> But you get that. Um, and, and at the hotel, they had Fox footy. Oh, yeah. You know? yep. But they also had Fox uh, 5, I think it is, Fox mm-hmm. Sport 5, Yep. Um, which had the MotoGP on it. Okay. Which I got to watch qualifying, yep. but I wasn't there for the race. Yep. And um, it, I don't know if I'm in some sort of alternate universe, but... Did Jack Miller really win? Yes. <laughs> Is that for real? We'll get to that later, but yes. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. Well, good good, good going, Jack. Well done, Jack. <laughs> well done. Well done. <coughs> but um, yeah, to answer your question, no. I, um, Missed the grand final? Not yeah. Interested. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you, Fred, I wasn't. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I, and, and because I'm not a fan of football. Mm. Well, not, obviously I'm not a fan. I don't follow up much anymore. Yeah. And I hate to say this, and I'm probably going to get kicked off air forever for saying this. I actually wanted to see Collingwood get into the grand final. Oh my god! See? Did I just hear that? Can you edit that out? <laughs> It'll be cut from the floor. That's... Hey, look, I, I hear, you know what? But Collingwood, I'll say because I thing. watched that game. I actually watched one game of football all year, and it was a preliminary final with Collingwood, and I felt they were actually they that... tried hard for many years. A lot of their supporters have all their teeth in their mouth again. And um, that's going to edit it out. Um, no, and not. I was um, quite happy. And then I was actually really upset they didn't make the grand no, final. No, you're right. They're a bunch of tryhards. You're right. Sorry, <laughs> but they finished 17th last year. 17th last year and uh, made it to within a few points of playing in the grand final. Yeah. Craig McRae's done a magnificent job. Turned the club around. Um, I was a bit torn with this grand final because uh, Frank is a you know good friend of mine and he's a hardcore Sydney supporter, mm-hmm. um, but you know, obviously Ford sponsors Ford, Geelong, Geelong. I know, yeah. so I really wanted to see Geelong win, and I was, you know, I was kind of happy, but a bit sad. 
I found it interesting, right? Really, the they had a, a you know it's sponsored by Toyota, obviously the yeah. AFL, and at the end there they had Hiluxes on the field. Last year was the new they debuted the three hundred series. Yes, I remember. We, yes. we, we at, talked about it on the show. Yeah, we did talk we did. about it. But the, this year they had lame, with respect, lame Hiluxes on the on the field. <laughs> I don't I don't get that. That to me, I looked at that and I said to my mates, I was watching it with. I said that just doesn't make sense to me. I know it's the number one selling vehicle by the virtue of the fact that it goes into the mining companies, yep. but why does it need to be promoted at the grand final? What I would have done if I was at Toyota, I said, hey, guys, this is a perfect opportunity. Our marquee car, in my mind, is the Supra, yeah? Yeah. Why wouldn't you line up the, you know, and I'll and put now, No, I would have had the Camry. Now, <laughs> hang on. And Camry now, to the front. <laughs> now, manual, manual Supra is available. <clears throat> You yeah. know, there's a big thing at the moment. GR Corolla. I could have got yeah, one yeah, in time. Yeah. That, that too? Gazoo. Yeah. Gazoo Corolla, yeah. An A60 right through the J29. And then, you know, and, and then maybe throw in the, the Corolla. The, the thing is, though, with the Supra, uh, people that own them now are trying to join BMW clubs. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not joking. It's a no, big no. thing on the internet yeah. where they're going... Oh, you know, can we join? Because it's a Z4, really. Yeah, I know. It is. I know. <clears throat> I know. But wouldn't you promote that as your marquee? Same as the 86. I'm yeah. sure that there's plenty of 86 owners in Subaru clubs. Yeah, true. True. Oh, no, no. The Subaru owners are like, get out. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's more like, get out. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you are not. Uh, you are forbidden. But don't you reckon, like, to me, the highlight, what what was the, I don't know. This thing, I should have had the Camry. Did it not excite you at all? Like, nothing. Yeah. It did nothing for Camry me. Camry hybrid. Yeah, That's even the they, hybrid. They should have been pushing that one. Yeah. You know? The, the, they should have had the proposed hydrogen Camry hybrid. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Whatever. I, yeah. I, I'm not. Just Hiluxes do not excite me at all. No. And, I, and when it's your number one selling vehicle, why does it need promotion at the uh, at the AFL Grand Final? Well, it probably doesn't sell that well with the general public. No, you know what? It doesn't. I think the Ranger. If, if we looked at sales figures in terms of like consumer sales figures, not mining sales figures, it, the Ranger would have it hands hands down beaten. I mean, you definitely see way more Rangers. Mm. Then yeah. you do, and Tritons as well. Yeah, Tritons. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then maybe that's that's the thing. Like mm. they realise that the the mining market is a, a fickle market. Mm. Yeah. And uh, anyway, did any of you guys catch the Queen's funeral? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, I watched nearly all of it. Actually. No, what do you think of the hearse? Well, I look. I, I was. <laughs> I was disappointed to say that. I'll, about to say, to be, I'll be honest. The first thing I did went, went jag. Anyway. <laughs> you did it like in that voice as well? Yeah, like I did. Jeremy and Clark, I messaged my jag. mate. And I went, oh, I said to my mate, was jag. And he messaged me back and he goes, exactly what was in my head as well. But anyway, yeah. It, it, but it, the thing that stood out for me was like, all that pomp and ceremony, they're all standing in the right way. And then they, when they march, they're in unison. Everyone's, everything's perfect. Yeah. Everything's perfect. Except the Hearst had a push button, latch, mechanical latch, and gas struts. Would that car not have an electric tailgate? Did that not stand out to you? Well, I think as you said in your notes here, they wanted it to work though. <laughs> it had to make sure... I mean, did anyone notice it had suicide doors on it as well? Yeah. Probably was, the wrong term. Did you, you notice use? But there was two of them as well. Did you notice that? Uh, there was actually two. Yeah. Two um two hearses. But I just don't. I didn't get. I didn't understand why 
if everything's got to be perfect for this day, why well, that car did not have an electric tail. Well, imagine if the, the Chinese club. struts didn't work. The Chinese electric. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but... Like, <laughs> but it's true, because you probably can't buy anything other than the Chinese ones. And, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a pretty high rate of failure on them. The Santa Fe has an electric tailgate. Hyundai. Anyway, I found that really... That was startling for me. I was like, hang on a sec. That guy's pressing a latch and opening the back of the car. Anyway, moving on. The, no, moving okay. on. I was going to say... Oh, my mates. I mean, my 1983 Falcon had gas trucks. Yeah. And here we are in 2022, the Queen's funeral, and it had... Gas struts for the bonnet. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> Didn't the, the technology is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it's, it's old. Anyway, I, I, was, I was amazed by that. I was amazed. XD had gas struts. Yeah, I know. Probably, yeah. I'm just saying, but like... But they wanted it and do you, do you think that that was a step forward from the spring mechanism? No, probably not. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they all fail at some point, don't they? Whereas the springs are still going. Yeah, my XW never never lets me down, the springs. Hey, oh, one thing I was really interested in the last couple of weeks, well, just recently, Will Power took took home his IndyCar Championship, won the championship. Did you even know? Like, did anyone... Like, there was no pomp and ceremony whatsoever. You, you were interested. I was really disappointed. Mm. You know, an Australian that's achieved so much in, in basically the American equivalent of Formula One racing mm. and not a word yeah. not a word yeah I heard basically well sorry and this is it was a motoring website and I won't name the name you can name them no I won't um, <laughs> and they they literally had a corner article on their website which I check weekly I'd say I, you know jump in there what's happening in motorsport and it was in the corner Nine, 92.1 RTR they mentioned it yeah, okay. Yeah. In the news. Yeah. <clears throat> Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal Whereas, that this man wins. Willpower wins. Yeah. And he's old yeah. too. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, he's not young. But anyway, look, congratulations to Willpower on winning the championship in IndyCar. You know what I've noticed? There's been a lot of focus. Like, I don't mean to mention names, but Colin Herdart was scheduled to, well, it was earmarked to go over to Formula One next year. Yeah. I don't want to take anything away from him. I think he's a talented driver, but he finished 10th in the championship. Yeah. Right. There's been a lot of focus on him going over to the to the um, Alpha. Yeah. People call it the Toro Rosso, Alpha Tauri. Sorry, to go over to them. Yet he hasn't been able to get his super license because you need to go Formula Three, Formula Two to get into Formula One. Ah, right. Yeah. So he hasn't been able to get over there. But I don't understand. You know, willpower. You know why the yeah. Anyway, I think he needed more. Maybe he needs more marketing as well. Potentially, I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know you guys don't watch much supercars, and I actually missed the race. But this is what caught my eye was the Barry Ryan incident. I'm just going to play it on the video here. Just bear with me for a sec. The first shove there tells him to go away. Who's actually arguing there, Nick? The two drivers are, but Barry Ryan in the middle is the team owner, so his car's just been wrecked. Why are the two drivers arguing? Well, it was an incident that happened on the track. So Frosty's from another team, and he wrecked his car. Oh, okay. So you see, two times there, Barry's touched him. He's got a he's got a reprimand for that. I mean, at the end of the day, he hasn't he hasn't hurt Frosty. He hasn't engaged in in um. Nick, Nick, come on, man. <laughs> I, I I don't have a problem with two drivers doing that. Yeah. I don't have a problem with two drivers doing that. <laughs> but I have a problem with him being the team owner doing it I don't think it's right for the team how many times have we seen this sort of thing going in Formula 1 
Not with team owners touching drivers. I don't care if the driver's yeah, so got into the blows. Part well, that... I don't think it's. I don't think it's right. <laughs> Can you imagine if Damien Hardwick? Oh, hang on a sec. That's a bad analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, you see what I'm saying? When that happened, when Damien did had words with a VFL player just recently, mm. you know, he he uh, was lucky that uh, he wasn't reprimanded more more heavily. But I don't think yeah, it's a good look for the sport. We've seen this happen in Formula One plenty mm. of times. I just don't like... If it's drivers, no problem. I have no issue with it. But when it's the team owner, I don't I don't think it's... I don't think it's... He's just telling him to get out of the garage. Yeah. 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 Look, he's still there. Yeah. The video's still playing at the moment. See, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. In fact, if he had a right hooked him and dropped him there and then... Give it him there. I told you once. I yeah. told you twice. Yeah. He's like, all right. To be fair to Barry, the car was destroyed and it wasn't Frosty's finest moment. It was not Frosty's finest moment. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. We need to move on. Hey, we discussed in our last episode, E2EV or not TV was the name of the episode and uh, we had a lot of commentary regarding that. Um, I'll just... Look, that episode has has rated really well. It's, it sparked a lot of uh, a lot of commentary. Let's put it that way. A lot of dialogue with people, and and it's great that you know it's opened up a bit of dialogue. And I, and it's it is also good to see, I guess, in many ways that a lot of people uh, wrote in and said, "Yep, yeah, what you guys were saying was correct. We agree. We think what you, you we we understand what what you're trying to say." And uh, look, I mean, we'll just we'll just read here, Brian. I won't mention surnames, but um, also briefly touched on electrical transmission losses. If more than 15 kilometres away from power generation station, the losses can be greater than the uh, ice emissions level. Green organisations should be on board restoring older cars as it makes far less manufacturing energy (coughs) to restore than making a new car, particularly making metals, plastics and batteries. So, you know, that's that's a, that's a valid point that... That um, that Brian made there, uh, Chris wrote uh, great discussion. Uh, could you also add the toxic used oils and service items in the mix for uh, internal combustion engine? I'd like to touch on that just briefly. Mm. Um, we used to recycle them. Mm-hmm. They used to. So there was two uh, ways that that it would would happen. One was that the oils were used to. Um, uh, power furnaces for uh, nickel and for limestone, um, but government regulation brought that to an end. <clears throat> and I believe that some of that oil gets shipped overseas where they do exactly the same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but I met uh, two instrument technicians many, many years ago out in uh, Northbridge, and they told me that. If you collected all the waste oil, you could run it back through the refinery and you could reprocess it. Not not an issue at all. The reason that they don't do it is because it's cheaper to buy the finished product in from China, mm. which is why most of these refineries are shut now. Mm. Yep, yep. So, you know, you can do it. And, and the, the, the bonus of that is that we become not completely self-sufficient, but we're heading back down that road. Mm. This is where, I guess, policy needs to be yeah. um, 
What one thing I should do before we go for the next episode is I ask this. I know the city is sterling, so when I service my, I service my own vehicles. So when I service my vehicles, I re- I take it to the city of sterling the used oil. I don't do it yeah. every time. I store it. Yeah, I might take six or ten liters there. Yeah, of oil after <coughs> x amount of services. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what the city of sterling um, do with the oil. I should probably ask. But I'm led to believe it is recycled. They're probably selling China. Don't know. We should ask. <laughs> so, yeah, he, Chris said that he has a 2014 Subaru that needs two oil changes per year, minimum. Would the disposal of a Tesla battery pack be any worse than the consumables I dump? Well, I would say yes, they are. But that's just my view. Of course they would be. <clears throat> yeah. Just the plastics in the Tesla battery mm. would be more than that. Yep. Um you know, I, I know there's going to be a lot of uh, uproar about what I'm about to say, but um, as a child, <laughs> I watched a lot of people use oil as weed killer. Mm. Works pretty effectively. It still is used. It still is used. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So diesel mixed with 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 um with Roundup is yep. an excellent weed killer. But it's not environmentally friendly. No, of course not. No. But it's still used. <laughs> I don't use it, I'll add, but I, I know, I know factually it is still anyway, used for killing just a, weeds. Just a point. <laughs> and I, I, um, I said I did listen to the episode about the EV stuff, and there's actually been a lot more that I've been seeing pop up. Facebook must listen to me because I saw it on Facebook, you know, the EV episode, and then Facebook's been saying, "Oh, have you seen this about EVs? Have you seen this about EVs?" Yeah, there's a there's a lot of, but you know, you get that. Yeah. Uh, echo chamber effect but um there's a guy that uh, in the uk recently just the other week i meant to share it with you guys on the um, in a message uh he's basically had to write his tesla off he bought one of the first teslas and it's now up for a battery pack replacement at 20 something thousand pound hmm. and he goes I, I can't afford that hmm. well he goes i can but i can't it's like 60 grand yeah and um yeah. tesla have gone well bad luck so he's had to write the car off. Man, sure. your, your point about $79,000, where, where did you get that? Because um, I couldn't find anything under one hundred and twenty. The Model 3 is... You mean the purchase price? Yeah. Yeah, Model 3 is 79 it, That must be like some base model with a 100-kilometre range or something. Because yeah, it is their entry level. The single motor. Yeah. Single motor, not dual. Single yeah. <clears throat> entry level Tesla Model so 3. So you're talking about something that that's, you know would rival... A Skoda, or not a Skoda? Actually, Skoda no, makes good cars. These salt the Skoda in such a manner. I was thinking <laughs> of the old Skodas, Lada. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that's the entry level. Yeah, entry basic, I, basic single motor one. Yeah, everything I was looking at was like 120 and mm. heading up from there. We'll go. We'll move on. Nicole, right now, do you want me to read out all of what Nicole wrote there? I can. If you no, want. basically, let's summarise it in that. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have a problem with disposing of all this green in inverted commas technology yeah. because solar panels <clears throat> have a lifespan of around twenty years. Mm. So in about fifteen years, you know, we're gonna have to replace them, and um, we're gonna have to get rid of them. Yep. Uh, the lithium fires, we we know about that. We also know that the, the batteries aren't being recycled. Mm. The batteries are mostly plastic anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and, and if the the 
if the batteries only have a lifespan of, you know, they're saying 10 years, but if you fast charge them, you know, it's probably only going to be five mm. or six years. Yeah. If you're constantly yeah. fast charging. How are you going to get rid of all that stuff? Mm. Yep. She also goes on to say about the mining as well. I think Nicole works in the mining industry and it, you know, um, she talks about how... It might, you, I think you spoke about using trucks in uh, electric trucks in um, the mining application. She brought up a couple of points there. So this is a really balanced view on what we spoke about in the last podcast. Like some that might not be practical, especially in underground mining as well. Yeah. Given if there's a lithium fire, so yeah, we completely understand. Not not. But all. you know what? They're trialing them in underground yep. mining <laughs> yeah, out okay. of all the places. Yeah. Now, it's interesting because the reason they're going down that road is because the underground companies are concerned about the diesel particulate Mm. um, causing cancers. Yeah. So when you burn diesel, because these things don't have add blue or catalytic converters or anything like that. (laughs) Add blue. Well, they don't. (laughs) No, they don't. They don't have anything. They're basically burning bunker oil almost. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I'll tell you what, the ships that are carting the ore, that's what they're running on, bunker oil. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, 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 the soot that comes out of it, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of... They've been dodging this issue for probably about 10 years now, but there is a lot of speculation that is uh, carcinogenic. Yep. And, uh, you know, if you're underground, you're, you're exposed to it constantly. Mm. The other interesting point she brought up, and I and I, this is a very good point. And I don't know if we touched on it in the last episode, but the 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 number of we're seeing a bit of a new trend, and I actually wrote about it in our newsletter, our car club newsletter as well. And we're seeing a growing trend in EV conversions as well, and even in the modified car scene. Yeah. So people buying wrecked, not wrecked, but whatever damaged, whatever it may be, Teslas, wrecked, wrecked, Teslas. wrecked Teslas, and and using that componentry in their in their old cars or whatever it may be. The point that we make there is that is that really safe? Is there a governing body that signs off on that? And how does that how does that get through licensing as well? Like, has have one one question we should be asking Department of Transport and and the inspectors is. What have they been trained in this? The MTA is running some courses at the moment. Mm. But, um, you know, I've spoken to people in the heavy vehicle game Mm -hmm. because there's a few trucks out there now Yep, that are uh, full EVs. And basically, when you've got to do any sort of work on them, like build a tray for them, traditionally, if we needed to move a tank, you just go ahead and do it. If you wanted to fit a PTO, you just go and do it. With these vehicles, you can't. That is it. You can't mm. move anything. Can't touch anything. Uh, they drop them off with the computer disconnected. All the work gets done, and then they come back and, and recommission them mm. to make them drivable. Um, you know that the really. I mean, you know those battery packs are pretty nasty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you um, if you accidentally short them out, you'll know <laughs> you'll know about. There's been a, a spate of um, EV fires in America at the moment, <clears throat> and there's been some real nasty ones. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it, it you took know, four to- fire trucks to put out an EV fire, like literally four fire trucks. I think they um, <laughs> they actually uh, Nicole sent a link to one where they dug a hole and just pushed it in the water. Yeah, yeah. Le- left it sizzling for a few days. 
Yeah, sometimes that's the only way to put them out. Is to, I and mean, I've seen that. I've seen. You're that not really like, putting it out. You're, no, just, you're just making it less yeah. dangerous. Where you're making it, yeah, yeah, that, like, yeah. Now, look, I, there's a video that I sent you guys, which is the the go-to yes. EV enthusiast video, mm. Uh, mm. which basically um, talks about you know it's not just the CO2 that the EV puts out in terms of you know the the power station, it's the CO2 that's put out in the production of the oil, right? Oh, while I was down south, I got to check out the lithium mine mm. and talk to some people that uh, ex and current employees of the lithium mine. The amount of electricity that's involved in extracting the lithium is phenomenal, <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. And the amount of water that uh, is involved is also phenomenal. They're talking about, you know, down south is pretty, pretty wet sort of place. Mm. <clears throat> As the expansion of the mine happens, um, they're talking about the possibility that the towns around there won't have enough water. Yeah, it's very, very water. Um, what's the word? I don't know. But it uses a lot intensive. of water. Intensive. Yeah, intensive is the word. It's something like... <clears throat> Two million liters of water for X amount. It's a very small amount of lithium. Mm. The amount of water I, I have it in my other notes that I prepared for last week. I don't remember what they are, but it was phenomenal. The amount of water required to produce lithium. So my my uh, statement to the people that produce that that pro EV video that that you know discredits the use of oil because use you know oil uses there are some types of oil that I disagree with the mining of. I, I totally disagree with fracking. I totally disagree with with um, uh, mineral the the oil sands. You know the mm, yeah the, the tar sands. <clears throat> yeah, because the, they're too energy intensive. The, the amount of energy they pull out of it mm. is nearly the same as the energy they put in to separate it. So yeah. you're better off just leaving that until there's better technology to deal with it. But the amount of energy that's involved in making these batteries. You know, it, it, it's phenomenal. Mm. It is absolutely phenomenal. And then you, we know that you're not going to get rid of them that easily. Now, uh, I did a bit of research into the battery reconditioning side of things. Mm. Apparently, if you get lucky, you can pinpoint which cells are dead yeah, okay. and just replace those cells. <clears throat> but to say that the, um, the battery is going to be at, you know, 90% in 10 years' time. Um, if it's always slow charged and only ever charged to 70%, then, you know, there is a possibility. Um, but, yeah, if you're constantly fast charging it, it's... it's I don't think that's realistic. I don't think many people will be charging to 70% and no. letting it go flat. Especially with range anxiety, that's, that's highly unlikely. Well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, the only way we can get around this once and for all is to uh, get our hands on <clears throat> the warranty disclaimer from Tesla mm. and, and get a Philadelphian lawyer to read through it <laughs> yeah. and explain to us how they deal with the, um, the battery life issue. Mm. Because Nicole has <coughs> said that as well. Like, in, in this, reclaiming anything from an EV has been... Um, has been an accident is highly dangerous and as of yet unregulated as well and i agree i mean there's no department of transport don't really have a set 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 of rules for no. changing your internal combustion car to a, a electric car 
So we should speak with Stan about that as well when we when we have him on next. And Nicole also talks about aircraft emissions as well. Um, so we drive our EVs to the airport, get on a plane. Pretty sure aircraft emissions are pretty high too. Just have a look at the flight. Australia is pretty good with emissions already. Uh, reducing emissions of a country on 1% less of the world's emission is going to have little effect. And we all agree with that. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. And, and it, she makes a very important point here. Mm. And <clears throat> subsequent uh, West Australian governments I've written to and said, why aren't you building bigger cities in places like Port Hedland and making it law that if you work for the mining company, you have to live there? Mm. Instead of having this set up now where we've got a dual yeah. economy in Perth where the miners come in they've got half the time to do nothing because you know two on two off whatever the case may be and they're getting flown everywhere i mean just moving them to the mine site and saying hey mate you want to work there that's where you're going to live it's crazy eh? it's absolutely phenomenal that, that goes back to what we talked about in the last episode how much money these guys are making and how little australia is getting out of it yeah yeah you know yeah yeah so look i mean i want to thank everyone that <coughs> oh sorry one one other one there you go i've got the cough um luke wrote i absolutely love them and he's talking about um evs more fuel left over for those of us who effectively actively love cars instead of treating them like appliances yeah so thanks luke we um we understand what you're saying so look i mean it's interesting because in the world of motorsport there has been a push to EV as well, and we yeah. know in Formula One. I listened to a podcast uh, just this week with Christian Horner, and I just want to play what he had to say on, on the situation. Is there any truth that Honda would like to come back in as a works partner with you? There's plenty of speculation, I think. You know, Honda with, uh, announced their withdrawal for, uh, because their, their range of vehicles were heading the electrical routes and obviously combustion engines didn't form part of their future. So it's difficult to imagine them doing a complete U-turn on that, but maybe there are elements that might want to come in back in or the, the you know with the 50-50 split between combustion and, and electrical power with the future power unit, maybe that is a, a route for them to retain an involvement in Formula One, but nothing that we're doing is, is in any way dependent or contingent upon that. We're very much uh, on our own track. So it was interesting to hear Christian Horner basically admit there that, you know, he he sees a future. He didn't say it in these words, but Honda left the Honda left the program because they didn't see a future in, in their Honda world where they were just producing solely internal combustion engines. So they left Formula One, they didn't see the point of of being involved in that sport anymore. But so Red Bull took that development over, but now Honda are looking back at that again because a lot of we see Audi have recently going to be doing Formula One in a couple of years' time as well, and Porsche, yeah, and Porsche yeah. as well. Yeah. So is the, while we all like to say you know these companies are going EV, maybe there is a part of the internal combustion engine that they do see value in as well. No, okay, <laughs> it's just oh, it's, it's gone. Look, it's it's. Just policy. It is just policy. So I don't know whether you guys are aware of this or not, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Bank of Australia Mm -hmm. announced that from 2025, which is around the corner, they will no longer loan money to uh, for sorry um, internal combustion 
powered vehicles. So if you want to get a car loan from the Bank of Australia, it has to be for an EV. Mm-hmm. Right Now, there's a push within the Albanese government to make this law. Wow. So that if you want to buy a car and you can't pay for it cash, it's going to have to be an EV. Now, when you start getting ridiculous policy like that suggested by you know people that are uh, trying to get that green vote, that's what, that's what they're trying to do. That's why they're coming up with this thing. It's, it's not about saving the environment. We've already shown repeatedly, <clears throat> if you're driving an EV now, you're doing more damage to the environment just based on the amount of carbon emissions to charge your EV, mm. based on nothing other than that. Right? Yep. Not getting rid of the batteries, not the fact that it, it, your, your car is so delicate that an eggshell is stronger and, and less likely. You know, you mm. could put some glue on an eggshell and repair it. You can't do that with die cast. <clears throat> so it's, it's just the way they're going to push it. They're going to keep pushing this wheelbarrow and there's nothing we can do about it. If I was Prime Minister, I would be taxing China. Anything that comes in from a heavy polluter, it's going to have a heavy import tax on it yeah. to discourage people from buying stuff from that country. So we are then, we're helping the global problem. Mm. I would be discouraging mining companies by taxing them. I would be saying to them, no, you can't sell to them till they clean their act up, till they find cleaner ways of making steel, <clears throat> till they get their emissions down. And I'm not interested in this per capita rubbish. That's just a con. You know, it is just a con per capita. Yep. If you've got, you know, a hundred or even a thousand dump trucks driving around autonomously, how's that my problem? Mm. I'm not driving the dump truck. Yeah, it's you right. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah no, I agreed. I think we all agree with that. Yeah. So yep. it's just a con. It's and the manufacturers are going to go along with it. Um, we saw seven Teslas in Bunbury. Mm. Right. There is one charging station. There's one charging station. Mm. Right. So those guys are all charging at home. It's, yeah. you know, which means that they're not driving it that much. <coughs> yeah. I struck up a conversation with one of the guys and I said, do you know that that, 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 uh, that thing emits more than, than this Subaru? And he's going, no, it doesn't emit anything. It's electric. And I said, yeah, but the charging. He's, oh, I've got panels on my roof. Oh, really? <laughs> so does he know that he would have to charge... For at least no, because he's, he lives at home with his parents, like most Tesla drivers. Oh, don't, don't let's not be stereotypical. <laughs> oh, wow, let's not be stereotypical. Wow, we're going to talk about a Tesla a bit later on, actually, down here. But anyway, well, cool. I mean, it was interesting. I, I don't know if you guys saw Polestar's global study. I, I, I just had a bit of a chuckle with this. I, I really did. Glo- uh, Polestar did a global study. So when you do a global study, how many people would you survey in a global study? Well, considering there's, what, 8 billion? <laughs> you'd think, you know, you'd be in the millions. <laughs> so they, they, they surveyed 18,000 people, 1,000 of them from Australia. <laughs> so they call this their global study. What was the age group, Nick? So you had to be either two years from getting your license, so sixteen. They didn't say what the top the top end was. So they could potentially talk into sixteen year olds surveying sixteen year olds. Fifteen, fifteen, yeah, fifteen year olds. Sorry, yeah. So my son could have been part of the survey. These guys are involved in uh, any political. 
Well, it concerns me somewhat because they made some pretty bash, brash statements saying that basically, you know, 34% of Australians want to switch to EV by 2030. But in real terms, that's 340 people. And of that, we don't know how many of them were 15-year-olds. So when, But see, they go to government and lobby. This is the yeah. problem I have. That they go to government, these companies, all respect to Polestar, I think they're a great company. Yeah. They produce some not bad looking cars. Um, you know, the subsidiary of Volvo. I don't know how much Volvo owns in, in that. Why in does that it look list. like a Mustang? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, to make it look half cool, I guess that they designed some pretty cool cars. But the reality is 340 people that they interviewed in Australia said they want to switch to switch to all electric by 340 people yeah. are going to influence policy that affects 25 exactly. million people yeah yeah 340 people of which 300 of could have been 15 year olds correct yeah 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 we don't know we don't know but you know what it's going to work out good because their parents will be paying for that electricity to charge that car mm. yeah not yeah. them <laughs> Yeah, and do you know a lot of people don't realise how much, like in in Western Australia, how much do you think it is to charge a Tesla from empty to to full? You know, and you know what, I did the maths, you've way underestimated that because you haven't allowed for any losses. No, no, no losses. Zero losses. Zero losses. It was zero losses. So plugging in at home. Plugging in at home here, just over there. Isn't it like twelve or thirteen dollars a charge or something? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. That's assuming zero loss from the meter to the battery. And it takes isn't it four hours or something? No, no, no. no. In, in in home with just the normal power point. Yeah, here. two days. Yeah, two days. Yeah, two days. You or you buy the Tesla fast charger, <coughs> which is oh, like twenty eight. grand or something. Yeah, yeah. Then it's about eight hours. Yeah, twenty eight dollars and twenty five cents. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So th- that's assuming that there's zero losses. And I can tell you now, if that charger gets warm... Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, there's definitely some so losses. I, see, I've done some homework in the Teslas. I didn't realise they were two days. I just didn't mm. realise. Yeah. Bugger that. Oh, I want to go out. Oh. Well, the, the, the maths that we did when we recorded the, the last episode is if you had a, a, a seven-panel... I think it was that we worked it on seven panel system mm-hmm. yeah right yeah and a, and a tesla battery yeah. and you're like i'm completely self-sufficient it'd take you two weeks to charge your car for 100 kilometers <laughs> this is not to say that we don't i keep repeating myself we're not against evs no I'm no not look, against, if yeah. we went nuclear Right. If we shut down Collie and built a nuclear power station there, then you know I'd be going, yeah, right. We're going to save the planet. We're actually, it's going to happen. We're going to do it because we're no longer producing carbon to make the electricity. Well, did you see that? Sorry to cut you off, but did you see that video? Had nuclear as yeah. a green yeah. energy? Yeah, it is a green. He energy. never said it. It's he no, never said because it. it's so controversial. Yeah, yeah, but it was marked as green energy. No. And you know what? Your nuclear reactor is going to last five times longer than your solar panel. Yeah. That's that's just the reality. The thing is, you've got... Look, everything that we are witnessing around us right now, honestly, is like the, the, the mouse experiment where society breaks down because the, the, the leftist groups that are arguing about what gender sign to put on the toilet... 
right? I'm, I'm just being honest. While they're arguing about stuff like that and trying to find this green alternative, <laughs> they won't touch things like nuclear. Oh, because of Three Mile Island and because of this. It's not 1960 anymore. Mm. You know, I'm pretty sure if you built a reactor now and you had the proper <clears throat> non-corrupted government involvement in, in, in the legislation controlling the construction, like you get actual experts that aren't going to be bought off by a construction company, you get government people just making sure 100% of the way that there was no shortcuts in the thickness of the concrete or, the, the, you know, they bought cheap Chinese pipe to do the job, the welding was done properly, you won't have any problems with it. The technology is there to make it work properly. Mm. And we've got an abundance of uranium. You know, it makes perfect sense for this country to be using nuclear power. <clears throat> but the Greens won't touch it because yeah. nuclear is bad. We're going to have nuclear-free zones and, you know. But if you want to save the planet, you've got to look today, 2022, that's the technology you've got to be looking at because yeah. we haven't got anything else, mm. you know. Yeah. You can make as many solar panels as you want. You're going to need to change them eventually. You're going to need to get rid of that waste, right? Same, the, the, and, you know, at the end of the day, even if you did that, <coughs> you've still got to deal with the waste from the EVs. Mm. It's not like we're going to be restoring EVs in 2050. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think so. <laughs> it's not a path I'll be taking. <clears throat> Unless we're fitting them with internal combustion engines, <laughs> no, which is a possibility. <laughs> yeah, there's only no two-lane electric railway. I managed to keep this one going. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, put a Briggs and Stratton in it now. I'm sure someone's our Lester Tesla by now. Oh, they have. Yeah, some uh, some uh, rapper has got a blown big block in one or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, there, there is. Ice tea or something. Yeah. I don't know, someone. <laughs> no, you're right. There is people at LS. But then I don't get it because the chassis aren't that nice. So why? No, it's just a body draped over it. It's oh. like the, you oh, know, the, okay. the TRD Camry. Yes. You know, yeah. like... Really? <laughs> it's a full chassis pro stock car with a blown tundra motor. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Hey, we need to talk. I'm wearing the shirt tonight, Harry, if you're listening, and Cordy and Dicko, if you're listening. I'm repping here. So Harry Haig and Cordy and Dicko at Drag Week. I don't know if you've been able to... Ca I haven't... Sorry, guys, I haven't finished watching the videos. I'm only halfway through it. But they have had an awesome time. You've been watching it. Awesome yeah. you, you can tell you can have a smile. So if you're listening, Harry, I'm actually going to reach out to you. Then I thought Nick was going to do it anyway. Well, apart from right. the flats, apart from the flat tyres, I, I love. Apart them. from the I broken fuel lift, pump, the broken, the broken lifter. lifter. I don't think there's anything other than the transmission and torque converter. I don't think there's Mate, anything that which hasn't is yours. broken. Yeah, which <laughs> you got a good mention, didn't you? Really? It's uh, but yeah. Look, I mean, they they are the epitome. Those guys are the epitome of Australians. Yes. yes. They are. I'm proud when those guys go over there to say, that is an Australian. But in saying that, uh, our West Australian, Mike and crew, Mike's Dino, mm -hmm. um, yep. they've been kicking ass. Uh, I think uh, if they haven't run a seven, they're on the verge of running yep. a seven. And I think they're second in class at the moment. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I apologise. I haven't been following. I've just been trying to catch up with uh, with Harry's videos, but they seem to be having. I know. I know it's been hard, but I mean, it's it's not easy, is it? Sleeping on floors. You know, they, most people probably think it's pretty glamorous driving from track to track <laughs> and sleeping in hotels. I don't even know why they bother with hotels, booking hotels. 
I think they're sleeping them from like from four in the morning till six in the morning. And that's it. Yeah. So maybe get two hours sleep if you're lucky, because you're working on the car the whole time. I mean, Gonzo probably said that from drag racing that there's times when you've been sleeping on floors or at the track trying to get cars back for the next day events. I know at Targa and other events, well, the Dutton Rally was classic back in the day. I reckon I got half an hour of sleep over three days once at a Dutton Rally. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was what you do. Yeah. <laughs> so, I thought we were going to drag week one year. I think we should take the Camry over to drag week one year. No, 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 no. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyway, no, it's a, it, the drag week is a rich man's sport. Um, you know, those, there's a Steve Morris motor for sale at the moment. It's 100k US. That's a house. Yeah, about $500,000 Australian, yeah. So it was Steve, he was riding with Tom, wasn't he? Tom Bailey. More than likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you'd was, go with whoever's got the biggest checkbook, wouldn't you? I think, I think, I think Harry was giving him. Like at least he did it face to face. He goes, "Oh, Steve, you're riding with Tom." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, I'm riding with Tom." He goes, "Oh, so I'll pick you up after day one." Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you should mention that, but anyway, because I've been watching some of the other drag week results. There's yeah. been some pretty wild shit happening this year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're using one swear word for the night. Yeah. Pretty wild from Finnegan's garage. Oh yeah, blasphemy. And, yeah. And hot rod. They blew that up, eh? Yeah. 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 He's um, trying to buy a motor. Well, he put it out on Facebook. Has anyone got a Hemi? But then he borrowed one out of his out of um, Freiburger's car. Yeah, the Gremlin. And but then decided it doesn't fit properly, so I put it back in Freiburger's car and they rebuilt the motor. Anyway, but what I was laughing about was the fact that Finnegan is actually pumping out coverage every every day, like every day, mm. on YouTube for free. There's so there's no Motor Trend having their little grubby paws on it. No, Motor Trend, I think, went with them as well. I'm pretty sure Motor Trend well, went with I'm, them I'm too. I'm happy because it's it's free. It's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but that's how you get the people to subscribe to Motor Trend. Well, I know. But, <clears throat> I mean, I've got the Motor Trend coverage as well, so I'll watch that later. But So if you're listening, <laughs> if you can if you can flick over to the Hall Ass Garage yeah. and, and start watching them as well, because um, basically... They spent fifty dollars internet fees per day, yeah. and they're making about ten bucks from each video. So they're, going, yeah. they're going backwards forty no, bucks each each day. So try and support them. They even have a PayPal as well. Yeah, it's hashtag Hall Ask Garage. Um, yeah, get a shirt. I got myself Methanol Forever here. I'm wearing it right now. Uh, wear it out. You know, I wear my Freiburger shirt out as well. People give me daggers. Gasoline, you know, the gasoline yeah, yeah. forever shirt with the Crusher Camaro on the back? Yeah. Ooh, don't wear that out too often. I'll tell you what, <laughs> talk <laughs> about politically incorrect. Yeah, that's good. Do it. Oh, God. What's <laughs> happened to the world, really? Hey, uh, so we've a bit of sadness. We, we heard of Bill uh, Brown's passing uh, just recently in the last few days. Bill Brown, for those that don't know, Unfortunately, he's more famous for for wrecking a brand new. That car was brand new, XYGDHO, uh, McPhillamy, quite a few years ago. I've got a video of it here. Uh, let's just play that for a sec. Was that at uh, Bathurst? Correct, yep. It's where he flips it onto the wall? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I love the commentary from those days. That's the one. Oh, that's famous, that one. Looks like Bill took a bit of a tumble. <laughs> Look at those marshals just running out of the way, right in front of the car. 
sacrificing it to veer straight ahead into the bank. They're a nice bit worried, you know, for the crowd's sake. But Alan Moffat would have blamed it on rollers. Yeah, Rocker failed and... Uh, Amazing he didn't get killed in that. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I, it's a mate. You know he walked out of that with just basically what is it here? Broken leg. No, nah, not even a broken leg, no? just a graze. Yeah, yeah. His leg was grazed and suffered a cut above his eye. Oh, there you go. Yeah, incredible. <coughs> anyway, <laughs> according to this, Bill drove himself to Sydney that night. He did, yes. Had so to be at work the next day. Work the next day. That's a real man. That is a real man. Race at XY, GDH on Sunday. Absolutely right. Right it off. Right it off. Completely right it off. So, boys, I'm out of here. Got to work tomorrow. Yeah, got work tomorrow. Got to explain to the missus yeah. how that five and a half grand car. Yeah. Five and a half grand back in those days is probably about 300 grand now. Yeah. True. True. So a lot of people thought he was a raced Fords, but Bill Brown also raced the year before, two years before, sorry, actually raced the Holden dealer team in a HK Monaro. So he also raced the GDS 327. Um, and he also did a bit of um, bit of racing in Ferraris, uh, in what's the, yeah the Scuderia Veloce Ferrari as well. So two fifty LM, Nick. You know what those things are worth now? Lots of money. That was <laughs> Dave McKay's that one. Lots and lots and lots of money. <clears throat> yep. So he did a fair bit of racing in that, and even a uh, Ferrari Can Am three fifty as well. And uh, so yeah, he was wasn't just. I mean, unfortunately, he was famous for that incident. But I mean, he did did a fair bit of racing before that as well. So our condolences go on uh, go to him and his family. Uh, sad loss there, Bill Brown. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully um, his memory lives on for many years to come. Yes. Now, Targa. It wasn't. It wasn't me because no, no, it wasn't Targa as we know it. No, so it was rally sprint. Yeah, rally sprint. Four four, in essence. Four. Would you say four days? Yes. So it was the Saturday, the Sunday. No, three days really. Three days. Saturday, Sunday, and then the the following Sunday, Malaga as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So Troy Troy Wilson from former formerly from the Eagles, yes. full forward legend, took all three wins there. In that that car is fast, just like parked there. Oh, it's bananas! <coughs> it's an absolute banana. <coughs> yeah. What car is it? Evo, Evo 10. Ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. mm. he did muck around with Commodores for a while. Didn't he? he did. Yeah. 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 And he yep. drove Speedway for a while as well. Yep. Uh, sprint cars. Yep. Uh, thankfully, Sean and Nathan Tapper are okay. I don't don't know about the car. I don't know if you've spoken with Sean at all. No, I haven't. Um, but I, I thought it was repairable. Look at the photos. Yeah, the doors open. The rear doors were still open yeah. and closing, so I didn't think it was that bad. But was that the, the Evo? VK? Oh no, there was also Evo got rolled in on the sprints as well. Yeah, yeah, that was that wasn't that yeah. wasn't pretty either. But yeah, no, I was talking about Sean and Nathan Tapper oh, Ross's yeah. son and grandson went backwards into the tree on on Riverside Drive. Yeah, it didn't it didn't look too bad to me and the, as I said the rear doors were still opening and closing so yeah. it uh, was it was uh, I don't know it was it was gripping for me to hear that they had um, uh, you know modified cars and burnout cars on display mm. but um, didn't ask anyone from the drag racing scene to um, to bring any cars down 
Well, in answer to your question there, in the celebration... It wasn't a of, question, it was a statement. Okay. In the celebration of motorsport, there was... So Mike was there with um, with Tango. Um, he he had the, the one of the Tangos there, and he was also with Ian Brown as well, so they bought the Boston Strangler. Oh, okay. There. They had the funny car there. Yeah, they had the funny car there. Yeah. So they were in the celebration of motorsport section. So, you know... So they, they had those, and they had like 50... I'd say what I thought, but <laughs> I understand what you're saying. But I don't. They weren't participating in it. But yeah, mate, you make an interesting point. There's no reason why they couldn't do a couple of no. Lazy they, I'm burnouts sure that down. if they uh, had have asked, you know, uh, Zap, Zap, um, Catalano, uh, Rory, Catavatis. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, firing up a nitro car at an event like that, I think, I think would would be awesome. Mm. You know, and and introduce people to that scene where yeah. um, you know it, uh, no, no what can you say about Nitro mm, I know <laughs> yeah, no you make a valid point you make a valid point yeah. so anyway I'd, yeah, I'd, I can't comment on that but Barley's <laughs> <laughs> not touching that one give us an update on the Camry Simon so we, we didn't touch on it the last episode no, no, I, I was no. dying of the black cough or whatever you think got the black lung <laughs> uh, so there was a, an event at the motorplex on the same day I might add as the um, Targa West yep Targa West there, was, uh, there were seven events on on that day yeah no it was excellent planning by all involved no, yeah, nothing, yeah. So <laughs> plus the Whitford's Junior Football Club trophy presentation so nothing against any individual yeah. people but there were seven events on <laughs> Like, and and also all the junior football grand finals yeah. as well. Yeah. So great, just great weekend, guys. Thank you. Yeah, get what time is it? Thank you to everybody. Ross, I know you listen to this a bit. Sorry, Ross, I'm not picking on you, but well, Ross has got that weekend sort of locked away. Yeah, that's yeah, been so, fair to Ross. That's correct. That's what I'm correct. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I didn't make it. I I had to be elsewhere. Unfortunately, I was down south. I, I didn't have any issue with those guys, you know, doing it. The only thing that I will say is I, I don't think there was enough advertising with Targa. There was a I, I look. I mean, I managed to get there for two hours on yeah. Sunday in between the trophy presentation and the grand final, and it was I couldn't believe the amount of people there. There was a lot of people. Oh, yeah, wow. Wow. it was good. It would have still been a good turnout, but mm. I just thought um, there was a lot of people that I spoke to that were like, "Huh, what?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, like people going, "Hey, why is my lager blocked off?" Oh, <laughs> that was that, that was, was the week weekend after. after. That, that was, was the weekend after. Yeah. But apparently, I know, but it's still the same event, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you make a valid point because even the guy I work with, I told him, I said, you know, if you're coming into work on the weekend, just be careful because down that end is all going to be closed yeah. off. He had no idea. Yeah. Well, we got, uh, like, you know, in previous years, we got something from the council basically mm. telling us that, you know, these are the roads that are going to be blocked. This is how you've got to get in and out of the area. But this year, nothing. So anyway, I don't think it affected you where you were, but Dino, where Dino is, I think they were going down his street. To be honest, uh, possibly, but it, uh, the way I get there, um, I drive. I had to drive past. Yeah, it. actually, yeah. good point. From where you, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, you make a valid point. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, nonetheless, all right. So um, uh, they had an event at the Motorplex called the Spin into Spring. <clears throat> Found out about it last minute. Uh, I, I got a you know. Big shout out to Ray and, and all the people at the track. They did an incredible job preparing that uh, track. The, the racing surface and the grip level was um, as good as you're going to get for that time of the year mm. uh, with, you know, no big show cars going mm. down. Because, you know, when, especially when it's cold, 
<clears throat> you need big show cars driving down the track to get some heat into it. Yep. Uh, now, there's a bit of a, a, a lead up to this. So two, three, five, sixty, fifteen tyres at the moment, drag radials or, or anything sticky in that size, very hard, virtually impossible to get. Uh, I had a brand new set and had a customer who had his car at our workshop and there was canvas hanging out of his tyres. <clears throat> and I said, look, I'll, I'll give you these ones, not thinking that, you know, COVID and everything that's happened would make it impossible to replace them. So the biggest hold-up with racing that car has been getting a set of tyres to the front. Now, a customer of mine, Lee, uh, went up to his house to uh, adjust his shifter cable and he had his car on axle stands and he had a couple of rims and tyres thrown underneath the uh, said car. And I said, come on, we'll take it for a test drive. Dragged the rims and tyres out and I went, oh, two, three, five, sixty <laughs> drag radials. I said, what are you doing with these? And he said, Gons, they're like 2008. They've been out in the weather. I've just got them here just in case the car falls off the axle stands. One of them's got a puncture. I said, yeah, so what are you doing with them? <laughs> so I put a plug in the punctured one. <laughs> And uh, <clears throat> did a bit of a Burt Munro there with the, uh, the shoe polish and uh, threw them on the front of the Camry. Um, now, most people drive to the track with the stockies and then fit the drag radios. I brought a pair of stockies with me uh, just in case the drag radio, <laughs> <laughs> just in case they exploded <laughs> or uh, wouldn't pass scrutineering. Or, uh, and, and the way it came about was on the Friday, uh, one of my friends, Danny Yotzi, he called in work and he said, oh, I've got to go. And I said, what's the rush? And he goes, I'm, I'm going to stay down uh, near the track because uh, I'm going to race on, um, on uh, Saturday or Sunday, whatever the day was. <clears throat> and I said to him, what's on? He told me this, this spin into spring. So I was like, oh, okay. And I, I uh, saw Nicole that night and I said, do you mind if I go down to the track? And we had planned to go to the monster trucks. Hmm. Uh, I, I've already taken them once before. There's this awesome setup um, that the, the local guys, Aaron, uh, has put together where he's got a, um, a Bedford truck. Looks like a. It's a awesome, that thing. Fire. Isn't it's it? awesome. I love it. Absolutely I love awesome. It. And, you know, the kids love it. You load them up in the back, they go for a drive around yeah. a bit of a field. Uh, They'll have a bit of a laugh. You know, it's a good fun, great fun. So she was taking the kids to that. <clears throat> And, uh, I, you know, I kind of figured, well, I've already taken them once. <laughs> you know, I don't need to go again. <laughs> so uh, I, got the, I got the leave pass. So I loaded up the essentials, a pair of stockies, just in case I blew up one of the tires. Uh, a, a jack, uh, a breaker bar and a socket, a 8mm and 10mm um, screwdriver socket so I could take the front bumper off and tighten the hoses up in case I blew any of the... <laughs> which happens a lot. <laughs> which happens a lot. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, a rag. I'm pretty sure that was basically what I brought down. Um, now, uh, I've copped a bit of criticism uh, from, from a couple of people that I know um, saying that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a hero in the Camry because I, I didn't achieve my goals in the, in the door slam. My, oh, who said that? Oh, who said I've that? I've copped a bit. Uh, my, my goal in building the door slammer 
was uh, to get everyone to use torque converters. And now that Zap, that was the final piece of the that puzzle. Was the, that was the last piece of the puzzle, eh? <laughs> now that Zap's got a torque converter in his car, I feel as though I achieved my goal. Because <laughs> <clears throat> prior to us running a torque converter, there was really Matt Abel. No, yeah, I yeah, didn't even think he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he ran. He was the first to run a five uh, with a converter drive. But um, it... it you know, he didn't have the consistency that we showed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were racing with stuff that was already dated by the time we got on the track anyway. So mm. I feel as though I did achieve what I wanted to achieve. Um, <clears throat> the difference between the door slammer and the Camry is that to run the door slammer, you need, you know, four or five guys. You need to load the truck up. You need, you know, a few days off work to get it ready. You need a few days off work after to pull, pull it all down and service it. Um, whereas a Camry, you just drive down there. <laughs> so, Do you enjoy driving the Camry more than the door slammer? Because it feels like you do. Look, um, I I will race anything. I will race anything. Given the opportunity, I will drive, ride, pedal, <laughs> whatever. Um, <clears throat> I would like to get back into the seat of the door slammer um because it's it's more me you know blown alcohol engine like you you, you i think there's a natural progression you do naturally aspirated small block then you add nitrous then mm. you do you know nitrous big block then then you go blown i think that's the you know the natural progression the turbo thing it's it's kind of like i know that it's the in thing now um but I think that the the technical skill involved in tuning a blown alcohol engine, mm. particularly without modern timing control or modern fuel system control, is really some sort of mystic art. Mm. <laughs> you know, like uh, I'm sure that there, uh, in in days gone by, there was a crystal ball involved and. <laughs> Possibly a witch doctor of some, you know, featherfoot, <laughs> something like that in Australia. Um, whereas the, the EFI deal and doing it all on the dyno and, you know, do, I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. You, you, If you're attentive when you look at these posts, you can see how many dyno pulls they've done because there'll be a reference number. Oh. You know what I mean? Yep. And they'll have worn out three sets of rods <laughs> before the car goes to the track. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <coughs> so... That that rolling the dice with no safeties, uh, that part of blown alcohol racing appeals to me because you know my nickname's Gonzo, and that's what Gonzo's all about. Gonzo is is you know like just taking a swing and, and hoping yeah. for the best. You know what I mean? Now, now we, you know don't don't assume that that's the way it works. Sometimes down there over the last thirty years, we've seen a lot of that where we, we see a lot of sprayed uh, engines, yeah. um, aluminium-coated extractors and so on, because <laughs> there is a fair bit of mathematics that you can sort of go, this should be okay, we flowed the fuel pump, it flows that much, we know we've got this nozzle area, we know we've got this return area. And, and that's the first pass that we did in the BA. That was the approach Britain and I took. We thought, yeah, this should be roughly right. And it went 659, 227 mile an hour uh, on its first full pass. Yeah. Um, with no dyno time, uh, with an unskilled, you know, driver and crew. Uh, and it's things like that 
that that really give me a buzz. When you can, you know, do something like that, when you don't really don't have that much experience, and it's all theoretical, and you're taking that theory and then putting it to practice. Mm. The thing with the Camry is, number one, it was a rude awakening for me. It's been five years since that car's been at the track, mm. and uh, when I got there, I was instantly um, nicknamed Eugene Levy. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> right. So, so the first thing was I'm looking at these kids going, wow, I feel really old today because <laughs> the people around me were, you know, well and truly less than half my age. Yeah. Um, the average age that was down there was probably 19. You know, I'm 50, right? The second thing was everyone was like, why have you got all these cameras on there? Because, you know, I was trying to do everything myself. You guys, neither of you yeah. were available. I didn't have anyone else to go down there. So it was like throw everything in the car and just wing it. <laughs> so um, uh, they were saying, oh, you're a YouTuber or you're a blogger or, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just getting some video, right? Uh, and then obviously why are you here with a Camry <laughs> was the next question. Uh, now, it was it, in terms of uh, the first time we ran... So this... For those of you that don't know, the car has been to the racetrack twice now. We did three runs the first time, and we got progressively quicker till it went at 12.9. We did three runs this time, and we got progressively slower. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not actually true, but the, the first run was the quickest. So um, uh, I, I rolled, rolled up there, was one of the first. I got put in a dumb lane. Um, so I was basically by myself. I guess this, the, this scrutiny assumed that it would be slower than paint drying. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, first run of the day, uh, the the poor guy, and I've got to say this <laughs> because, you know, he was a young guy, seemed like a nice kid, car was beautiful, uh, R32 Skyline, uh, immaculate condition. Um, quick car, was a quick car in its own right. Um, but you know the Camry, <laughs> the Camry's the Camry. You know, uh, I I uh, rolled into the water, and uh, Anita, I think it's still Anita. Uh, it looked like Anita. She tried to pull me forward, and and I had to explain. No, no, it's front wheel drive. <laughs> it's not rear wheel drive. It's front wheel drive. So um, I I I uh, left it in. You know, I had all these things that I'd. <coughs> routines that I'd worked out in my head uh, leading up like so how am I going to do the burnout well I'll, use, I'll pull the handbrake up leave it in, in drive and let it shift first second and third by itself that should work so I did that and uh, before I knew it I was across the start line I know you were a long way across the start line <laughs> which meant that I had to reverse back um, and, and I've got to tell you, to keep a straight face in that car while I was doing that was, was pretty hard because at that point I just wanted to burst into tears laughing. Um, anyway, reversed back, uh, got it into stage. I had the exact tune-up that I'd figured out to get a decent launch uh, from you know, a set of traffic lights, basically, um, and the track was really good. And, and once again, I can't, I can't say enough about uh, Sharpie and, and uh, Ray and the track prep that they um, uh, they put on for that day because it was it, you know, like 
you know, front-wheel drive car with 2008 tyres, um, you know, <laughs> you've got a lot of things going against you. So I, I, uh, I, I left clean, uh, got out. Uh, once the timing curve uh, was, was, you know, out of the equation, um, I had to pedal it. And then something, I, I, I'm still not sure what I did, uh, because I managed to do it three times. <laughs> so oh, wow. whatever I did, I did it, you know. So I still got to figure that one out. But I shifted into neutral. And then it took me for a while to go, hang on, I've just shifted into neutral and then pull it back into um, into uh, drive, third gear. Uh, because I normally leave it in second, let it shift the one, two shift by itself, and then deal with the two, three shift. Now... Uh, when you look at the data log, which I've sent you guys a photo of, mm, yeah. it was at wide open throttle for 6.35 seconds mm. in total. Right now, now don't think that you know that it's going to run, you know, sevens or, <laughs> or, or anything like that, uh, because you're still rolling when you're yeah. not at wide open. You're still rolling, and and for part of the run, <clears throat> even though it wasn't at wide open throttle, it was a part throttle. It would have had some boost yeah. there. Okay. Uh, and uh, the the first and best pass of the day went at eleven eight nine at uh, a whopping hundred and thirty uh, mile an hour. So for those that uh, that don't know, one hundred and thirty mile an hour, you know, is is a low ten, like a, a, a ten twenty, ten thirty, mm. somewhere around there, ten twenty three, so, mm. something like that. Um, you can't say, oh well, then it's going to run that um, because you have to work the average. You have to take the horsepower from the ET, the horsepower from the mile an hour, work the average and then, you know, work out what that says it's going to run. Now, that says it's going to run like a 1080, somewhere around there. But bear in mind, it was in neutral for quite a long long time. time. It was a long time. (laughs) I've watched the video numerous... So go to our Facebook page and you can see the video there. But it was in neutral for quite a substantial amount of time. So, uh, I think, I believe... Uh, and and the tires are completely destroyed. <laughs> there is um, the part of the reason why it didn't go any better is because that that first burnout it, that was it. Yeah, that was okay. the end of those tires. That had enough to get <coughs> to get me to the end of the track. Um, and yeah, if you look at them now, they've actually gotten to the point where the the, the casing and the rubber layer. Appealing away from yeah, each wow. other, <laughs> and if anyone's got a white Camry bumper, the bumper fell off on the way home. So <laughs> I need a new bumper. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, we did did a bit of a gaffer tape repair at uh, my in-laws' place because I I, um, I I did the three laps and then raced over to meet the family at the um, the in-laws, and uh, yeah, the, the bumper had had come off. And rubbed on the tire, so yeah, needs a front bumper, uh, which I haven't Did had. Did you know to... this? I didn't, no, know. I didn't know that. You were talking uh, about the bumper before. I didn't have a chance to. Um, uh, I haven't had a chance to look for one. But yeah, if anyone knows where there's a white Camry XV, what are they? XV twenty, XV twenty one, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, XV twenty one. I think ninety seven to two thousand and one. Anyway, so I think with the the new with a new set of tyres. And um, I've got to ring up uh, and I, I've spoke to someone about some hero tyres. They're a, a Australian, mm. you know, in inverted commas, Australian-made drag rating. Um, <clears throat> hopefully they do have stock now and I'll, I'll get a new set. And then it's just when Nicole 
is in town and there's an event on. I think in, you know, using, paraphrasing yourself, I think it's only a formality before... Mm. Um, yeah, 100%. Uh, we, we run a 10 with it. Mm. Once it's run a 10, <clears throat> then I'll probably put a half cage in it. Yep. Um, and get it all Androtect and get it all legal. Because if we do decide to do a drag challenge, it's going to need to be yeah. um, teched. The, the biggest hindrance with that car is the weight, right? So we removed uh, 300 kilos, mm. 660 pounds mm. of weight out of that car. And it still weighs 3,300 pounds with me in it. Now, I know we've added a little bit of weight uh, with the, <laughs> the um, <clears throat> turbocharger, the intercooler, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, but I, I just don't understand why they're so heavy. Like to put it in in perspective, uh, Wayne's VL, which was a cast iron B cast three hundred eight Trimatic Borg Warner, we'd removed the the uh, heater aircon out of the car and um, uh, converted it to manual steering. <clears throat> but it was the rest of it was all glass windows, all steel panels, and with him in it, and he's about my sort of weight. Uh, that was twenty eight hundred pounds. Yeah, it's a big difference, eh? Mm. So you're giving up half a second mm. straight away, you know. And and I, I don't understand it because an aluminium block motor, mm. it's a transaxle. Um, <clears throat> you know, yeah, we got a tow bar on it. We got a full exhaust system. Um, but yeah, if we can get it down into a low ten, uh, then I think that you know push come to shove, <clears throat> we would definitely look at pulling you know the exhaust off the tow bar, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, the interior out to try and get that um, single digit number. But as it stands at this point in time, uh, we already had the world record. At 12.9, we've beaten that by 1.1 seconds on the on the first crack at the track. So we are still the world record holder at 11.89 <laughs> seconds. Uh, and what I'd like to do, I'd like to formalise that at some point in time. So um, uh, we'll have to get in touch with Guinness Book and, yep. and make this a, uh, you know... We'll formalise the the, mm -hmm. the the ET mile an hour. Definitely. Yeah, correct, yes. Yeah. Get them out to uh, witness it, running a uh, world record. <laughs> Do you know a lot of people like on that Facebook post are still adamant it's a 2JZ in that? A 2JZ? <laughs> no, I was about to say, like, all, all, all BS aside. I've, I've had to write that a number of times, they know. 1MZFE. I've been to a few car cruises lately. You People are talking about your car, and not just my mates. Like... I, I mean, I had the blade out the other night, and of course, people then start. Oh, have you seen that Camry? That really <laughs> works? And then, pe I, a people think, you know, it's a joke, and I'm like, no, 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 it's legit. And luckily, I mean, I've got a video of Simon and I in the car together on a on a private road. Um, <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, and I go, this is the car, and they go, what? And yeah, it's and and I mean, that's the thing, you know. Getting back to what you were saying earlier about, do I enjoy? that more than uh the door slammer it's completely different well, one is a very serious operation whether it's got radials or big tires or whatever at the end of the day you're strapping strapping yourself in you know to something that's going to go well and truly over 300 kilometers an hour in a few seconds <clears throat> and then you've got to bring it to a stop <laughs> you know um, so there's there's a lot of very important safety equipment and you're relying on 
you know, the parachute's opening, you're relying on the motor not blowing up. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, for example, you've got a thin piece of metal between you and that engine. If you torch the cylinder head because you've leaned it out, um, there is a good chance that you're going to get burned. Yeah. You know, and no matter how good you... Uh, it happened to Moresby. Yeah. Moresby yeah. had it ha- happen. Um, so <clears throat> the Camry, the fact that I can go down there by myself, and, and I've got to say, it was pretty stressful. Running the car, I think, is doable, but filming it, doing the commentary, mm. um, that that part, you know, another set of hands would be handy because then I could concentrate more at looking at the data because mm. what I should have done that first pass I should have lifted the um, uh, two step up as high as it would hold on the brake and taken the timing curve out and just seen how far out it got before it blew the tyres off and then brought a timing curve in Yeah. Okay. whereas I had something that was <clears throat> worked on the street so it, it you know it was way too soft for the track so the 60 foot was 2.0 and i think we need to be at about a 150 mm. to, to really mm. you know show the the true numbers for that car but you know i raced uh that skyline that's in the video i raced the wrx and i raced the club sport and um on on the race with the <coughs> the wrx i blew the cooler pipe off at about half track and still <laughs> still beating with the cool pot dragging on the ground. So, I mean, in terms of satisfaction from that perspective, um, you know, uh, having, uh, having a, uh, a car that looks that standard <laughs> and is front-wheel drive... Uh, beating these things which were they were all 12 second cars yeah you know yeah. which i mean you're in the import scene mm. a 12 second a, a, a 1240 i think that skyline went that's pretty stout for a, that is stout. an r32 yeah. you know for a street driven r32 yeah. i'm pretty sure there's plenty of of um trailer uh cars that oh, you know, yeah. run nines um but we're talking about he drove it to the track and he drove yeah, home yeah mm. That is stout. The the uh, the Rexy was uh, like a low thirteen, mm. high twelve uh, type deal, and the uh, Club Sport was also a um, uh, low thirteen, high twelve second car. Wow! Mm. Yeah, you know they, they, they were three quick cars. Mm. So for those poor guys to get hosed by a Camry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <coughs> we feel the pain. Mm. I think that time I went down the track with the with my family, I don't think I won a single race that night. And I went, down, I took that car down. I was just all I wanted to do was go fifteen nine, sixteen o, sixteen o, sixteen o, sixteen o, sixteen o. Couldn't get there, and I lost every single race. So anyway, we feel the pain. Anyway, on that note, will anything else from you guys? Oh, uh, hopefully. Mm. We're going to make it to roll racing. Yes, <laughs> roll racing on the 8th of October. 8th of October, Barbagallo Raceway. I will find out about my tyres and if uh, we definitely know that we're going to have a new set of tyres for that car, um, then we're going to have a crack. Also, uh, big shout out to um, the the uh, crew at Quaif. Um They sent me some technical drawings 
for uh, an LSD that would be to suit the manual. Hmm. And we're going to see whether that is dimensionally the same as the auto one. And that's going to help that car dramatically. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, but towards the end of the day, it turned into the chicken wing special. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why the left-hand tyre is delaminating. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's some good news happening there. We've got uh, there's plenty happening there. As all right, guys. What about you too, Todd? Oh, that's right. Just a um, shout out to Bunbury Motor Museum. Um, that's yes. where I was on the weekend of Targa. Mm-hmm. They had a Japanese car day. Oh yeah. Um, they filled the back car park. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of guys from Perth actually headed down. Um, Any I mean, rare ones? There was a couple of. Um, there's actually we actually it was quite funny. There were some guys from Bunbury that had Evos, and we had every generation of Evo from the 5, from mine, through to a 10, parked in the, the bays labelled 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. <laughs> so the photos on my Instagram, um, there was there was um, some old Rotary staff, some old Skyline staff, Sylvia's, but the main thing I was impressed with is they had a good turnout. And it was a lovely day in Bunbury, made some new friends down there, didn't get to catch any of the people from Bunbury Motor Museum. But as I keep saying, if you're ever down there, go have a look. They rotate the, the, the displays inside the museum, I think, every couple of months. It's If you're a car guy, it's well worth, the, you know, five minutes down there. Not longer than that, of course. But And the great news is if you want to park the wife and kids down the road because I'm interested, there's a whole lot of light, nice cafes. There is. There's heaps. It's right so in the you can of the go. City. You can go wander in the Learning <coughs> Museum. The kids there's are happy down the road to do the cafe. Yep. You're done. Mm, but it was definitely. a great day down there. Um, yep. I, and it only cost me a tank and a half of petrol on the Evo there and back. So, because I drove it slowly. So, you know. <laughs> tank and a half. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. yeah. laughs> there goes the EV debate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of shows, we've got we've got uh, Osmond Park show is on again. We're going to have a display down there. So if you're free on the nineteenth of November, there is no drag meet on that weekend. So if you're free on the nineteenth of November, head to the Aussie Park show. We'd love to see you there. Uh, we're going to have some cars on display there as well. Maybe the Camry can come as well. I don't know if you got if you're free. If you're not, doesn't matter. You Maybe. guys can take it. Well, I'll, I'll bring it down. That's okay. We'll, we'll bring the Camry. Yeah, Nick can drive it because Nick will drive it slowly. That was the other bonus. They didn't ask me to take the hubcaps off, which I was stoked about. I've got to oh, tell you. Imagine one of those. Anyway, no, we won't say that. Nah, <laughs> mate. They're, they're, they're a lot of work to get off. Let me give it to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I was so stoked. I was like, oh, thank God I don't need to take them off. Anyway, well, yeah, I can bring it down. That's no problem as well. I'll get someone else to drive the X-Dub. That's no problem at all. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming in. It's great to see you all again. It's great to be back together, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Take care. Catch you. See ya. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.